Welcome to the Junior League of Houston podcast, She Becomes. I'm Christina Frederick, your host for 2022-2023. Welcome to season two of She Becomes, your Junior League of Houston podcast. I'm Christina Frederick, your podcast host. I am so excited to be hosting this year's podcast. Full disclosure, I've never hosted a podcast, so we are learning along the way. A little bit about myself is I am an avid entrepreneur. I am a wife and a mother of two, but also own four LLCs. I'm currently processing two trademarks and have a lot of entrepreneurial spirit up my sleeve. I am a professional wedding and event planner in the luxury industry. I have an everyday celebration host. Some of you, um, provisionals, maybe took a wrapping class with me last year. Transfers wait for this season. Um, later this fall, there'll be something fun coming for you. <laughs> um, I have golden doodles at home. I have two precious little ones that are three years and 10 days apart. So I have a brand new one-year-old. <laughs> And a four-year-old in my house. I volunteer with the Houston Rodeo and I have been with the league for over a decade and decided not to go early sustainer and hang around for the podcast. So I am excited to bring you your tried and true episodes of the podcast that you are used to with incredible leaders from around Houston and great bits of knowledge that we hope is helpful to you in your journey within the league but also a brand new spotlight that we are calling membership moments. And these moments are with incredible members inside the building. And I'm so excited for our very first membership moment. That is our episode one for 2022, 2023. And that is with our very own president, Ann Sears. Hello, Ann. We're so excited to have you on today's podcast. I would love for you just to give a quick intro to all of our listeners um, about kind of your history in the league and your title of this year. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I, um, I love podcasts. I have been kind of an early adopter of them. I've listened to a lot of them, but I've never been on one before. So this is super exciting for me. Um, my name is Ann Sears. I am currently serving as this year's president for the Junior League of Houston. And so I am just really excited to be here and excited to be a part of this kind of relatively new endeavor that we have going with our podcast. Fine. Well, I, welcome to your inaugural podcast. I'm excited <laughs> to have you. You're welcome. Let. How many years have you been with the Houston League? And kind of what has your journey looked like to get to president? Of course, this last year serving, serving as president-elect, but walk everybody kind of through your journey a little bit. Yeah. So I've been a member for over 10 years. I think I did my provisional year way back in 2009. Um, and I've always been with the Houston League. Um, and so I guess my journey really was, I started out doing a couple of community placements, uh, but I pretty quickly got into administrative placements. And so that I think really was the start of the kind of leadership journey. And I did a lot of 
tea room stuff. That was um, okay. my first um, big role sitting on a council was serving as the, the tea room sub council assistant. And so I did numerous tea room roles that um, led me to tea room director. And then I also served as development vice president. And um, then I've done some membership roles as well, including admissions chairman and leaves chairman. Um, and then yes, this the president role is a two-year term. So you have a, a year that you serve as president-elect, which is meant to be really a learning year and a mm -hmm. training year and getting your own team kind of geared up and ready, as well as being um, in a role of support for the current leadership team. So I was in the role of president-elect last year, serving um, with Jennifer Roberts as president and her executive committee. And now we have our team up and running. That's so exciting and love to hear kind of all of your placements. I too have been in the tea room a little bit. So Love the tea room and love that our league is one of the only with an actual tea room, which is exciting. Um, as far as you, everything is it's moving and like we had just kind of shared a little bit before we started recording, but that it's summer, everybody's really kind of jumping in. What does your routine look like kind of during the day with a typical president schedule? Gosh, you know, um, I, I would say there's not really a typical schedule because my <laughs> calendar tends to be a bit of a moving target in terms of, you know, whether or not I have, you know, I think now in this post-COVID world, we're all doing a, a combination of some in-person stuff and some hybrid and some all virtual. So kind of just depending on um, honestly, if I have to like get up right away and look very presentable, then, you know, that's yes. kind of kind of getting up and, you know, doing the whole grooming thing is like the first thing that happens. Um, right. But, you know, if that's not the case, if it's a day where it's a little more catching up on, there's a lot of reading and reviewing that goes with this role, you know, so okay. you're, you're keeping an eye on everything that's going on with all the councils and sub councils, as well as all the communication. So there's some days when it's just kind of, you know, get up and um, really start clearing out the email and looking at what kind of triaging things and seeing what things need a quick response and what things maybe you can sit on for a little bit. So, but yeah, there's not really a typical day. Um, it just kind of depends on what's going on. That's okay. So in all of that reading and reviewing, what is something you could kind of give us a fun little peek at as to what you're excited about for the year and kind of maybe something that's coming up that you could maybe share with that you're looking forward to? You know, I, I think one thing that's really special about this year and where we are is we're gearing up for our centennial celebration in 2020. Yes. And so I am really excited to be a part of the preparations for that. And we are um, getting very close to finalizing a gift to the community that we're so going exciting. to give. Yes. And so it's really exciting to be part of such a historic moment um, for that. And we are also working on giving our beloved building a bit of a refresh. And that way, for any kind of centennial events and celebrations that are going on, we will... Um, have just, you know, a fresh makeover for the building. So it's really exciting to be a part of those conversations and working with um, our house committee, which consists of some sustainers that are around to give us some advice on ways to, you know, move forward with design choices, but mm -hmm. still maintain the sensibilities of the league and the design right. that kind of everyone has come to expect. And so that's a really fun experience to be a part of all things Centennial, really. Right. Well, and 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe the building being so much in depth with design and updating might not have been forefront and what you would have thought a president would be handling like as much as you are. Um, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> correct. And I think that's one of the things that um, I have really grown a lot from this role and other leadership roles at the league, because that's a good example of there are a lot of things that you can plan for and that you know will happen regularly in the course of any right. given year. But then there are always things that come up that are, you know, not typical and something that maybe only happens once every five, 10, 15, you know, in the case of a building right. refresh, maybe on a more decade basis. And so, yes, it is, um, a, it's a really good opportunity, I think, to um, kind of manage those two different mentalities of, okay, these are the things right. that I know are coming at me. And then these are the other things that I still need to make sure that I make space for and plan for when I am, you know, kind of allocating resources and budgeting time. Right. So fun. I love that. Um, and looking at the year, we're obviously planning on the centennial, but what's your theme for the year? Um, and maybe what are you excited most for our membership to experience this year in 2022, 23? Yeah, so my theme for the year is better together. And what inspired that was really kind of coming out of the past couple of years where mm -hmm. we, you know, everybody had things turned upside down. And one right. of the things is we all spent a lot more time, um, you know, not around others as much as we were used to. And I think one of the big takeaways for me was that that time with other people and the importance of that connection is something that. I just feel like I will never take that for granted again. And so right. that was the inspiration really for the theme of better together, because I really want for this year, I want people to come out of it at the end, feeling more connected. And um, I think that the league offers multiple ways to do that. You know, you can come out feeling more connected to your community by the volunteering that we have and a lot of the service opportunities that we have. And you can also come out feeling more connected to your fellow league members by taking advantage of the education opportunities that we have and the social opportunities that we have. And so I just really hope for this year that people will just kind of dive in enthusiastically and take advantage of all the opportunities that we have for people to get together because I think that is really what makes the league unique and the membership experience special when you compare it to other ways that you could donate your time. Right. I love that. If you could give a new member a piece of advice, um, having kind of seen your tenure in the league and sitting as president this year, what piece of advice would you give a new provisional this year or new transfer? Yeah, I think my advice would be, um, you know, I've always gone through my league journey with the mentality that if somebody opens a door for you, you owe it to yourself to see what's on the other side. And so I think that um, as we turn over leadership and roles every year, there will be times when someone reaches out to you about something that maybe you didn't even think of. And I would just encourage people to say yes to those opportunities because there are, I had a lot of placements in my path that I didn't really, that weren't really on my radar, but somebody, you know, talked to me about it and I said yes. And, you know, one thing led to another. And so I've been really grateful for those opportunities with the league. And I think one thing that's really unique about it is that you can take those um, kind of leaps of faith, knowing that there is this support network of other women that are there to set you up for success. So it's a great opportunity for growth and to spread your wings and maybe get out of your comfort zone a little bit. I love that. Go through the door. 
Um, yeah, so fun. And then, so kind of tagged into that through all of those things and all those open doors, maybe that you didn't expect, what is one thing that you've learned over the league year or over your league tenure, um, that you would share as kind of a different piece of advice? Um, a different piece of advice for something that I've learned. I think one thing that I've learned is that, um, you know, I'm someone that has been kind of very independent and I like to do things myself. And uh, I have learned to ask for help and support when needed. And I think that that is something that is really important for all of us to do. And it can be harder for some of us than others, harder for me, I think. Right. <laughs> um, but it's something that I've found is really, um, it, it really can be a sign of strength to know when to ask for that help and when to ask for that support, especially with these volunteer commitments that we have, because a lot of things can happen in life in other areas. And sometimes you really do have to prioritize and come to people and say, Hey, you know, I, I I've got a lot going on this month, you know, can somebody yeah. help me out with this? And I think that you find that that is always incredibly well received because other people have had the same type of experience. And so I, that's what I would say is, you know, don't, don't let yourself get overwhelmed by anything and reach out and ask for help. I love that. What is your Enneagram number? Do you know, or your I don't, I'm not don't? a personality <laughs> test person at all. So um, yeah, I really, I, I really don't know. I guess maybe there's a part of me that bristles a bit at being like categorized as a certain thing, but I've never done any right. of those tests. Too funny. You're sounding to me like a little bit of a three, like the achiever kind of okay. step into the door, take your lessons. But I mean, sometimes I have a little bit of a three in me and sometimes it can be hard to ask for help. Um, yes. But I would be interested. We'll have to send you the test so you can quickly take it and see what there you, you go I mean yeah. I definitely have the the big sister like in charge of things vibe going on in the family so that kind of checks out <laughs> that's too funny um I'm trying to think is there anything that we haven't talked about that you're excited to look forward to this year as kind of a little peek into the year um I think you know aside from you know talking about centennial and just the opportunity for um things to kind of you know, people have more opportunities to connect and then be in person. You know, I'm really looking forward to the fact that a lot of our community placements are running um, at full capacity or close to that. We've really seen a big difference in what's available for members this year in terms of volunteer opportunities. And so I'm really excited to be, to see that, uh, to see our provisionals go back to Texas Children's Hospital, because that's such mm -hmm. an important part of our history and our tradition with the yes. league, to see the tea room business ramping up again after a rough couple of years, because that's also a really important part of our tradition. So I think just kind of settling in and stabilizing, that's not maybe the most exciting answer, but it is something <laughs> that I'm really looking forward to. And I think our members are as well. I think, uh, you know, everybody likes kind of knowing what is going to happen next and knowing what's expected of them. And we had a, a long time where, uh, you know, day by day, you just had no idea what was going to happen. And so I think everyone is looking forward to just a little bit of stability. Right. Well, and there's something a little comfortable about routine and kind of knowing what happens in the building or in placements in a normal year. Um, and so hopefully some of that may be headed back as well 
since it's like true, you, said, you know, I mean, I, I find myself thinking of the way we talk with, you know, small children and how important it is to tell them like, we're going to do this. <laughs> and then, you know, you're going to get dropped off and then I'm going to come pick you up. And to some degree, I think you never really outgrow that. And there's a sense of uh, untetheredness that you can have if you go for mm -hmm. too long without any of that, any of that structure. And so mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I think about that a lot. I think there's a part of us that likes to know, you know, okay, this is what's going to happen today. Right. I love that. Let's do a couple like this or that okay. questions or like kind of favorite things. Um, coffee or tea? Oh, can I go rogue and say Diet Coke? <laughs> oh, you can Diet Coke. Yeah. Interesting. Is there a favorite Diet Coke? Like, is there a place you've got to get it from or just a great can from? Um, not a place. I do prefer a 12 ounce can as opposed okay. to another type of Thank container, you. unless I'm on a road trip. And then, you know, sometimes you do want the big fountain drink full of right. ice. That's very refreshing. But yeah, it just, uh, hot beverages. I mean, living in Texas okay. where it's a thousand degrees half the year, I just don't do a lot of hot beverages unless it's right. part of winter. So I like something cold and crisp in the morning to get my caffeine in. I love that. Salty or sweet? salty all the way. I don't have much of a sweet tooth. When I do, it's usually chocolate, some sort of death by chocolate, but I will eat right. all the queso, all the chips, all, all the salty stuff. Houston is a great place for salty. It sure um, is. <laughs> right. What about dog or cat? Um, I, I like both. I okay. currently have two cats just because, um, you know, being in and out of town a lot, it's a lot easier to manage that with cats because yes. they you just need to get a pet sitter to come feed them um, versus, you know, dogs take a lot more um, attention. So right. I <laughs> like both. And, you know, I think there at some point in time, I see myself having both. That's fun. Introvert or extrovert? Hmm. This is another one that, um, you know, I feel like we all have our introverted days and our extroverted mm -hmm. days. Right. But right. when I think about this, what, what stands out to me is they say that extroverts are people that being around other people recharges them versus mm -hmm. draining them. And I definitely identify with that. I know, yeah. um, I am at my best when I am interacting with other people on a daily basis as mm -hmm. much as possible, um, even though we all have our moments that we think, oh, it'll be so nice to be at home and just sit on the couch and have the place to myself. Uh, usually that wears off in like 15 minutes and I'm like, right. oh, I have someone around to talk to. So based on that, I would have to say that I would be an extrovert. Okay. I'm going to say spring or fall. We'll, uh, we'll do away with summer unless <laughs> you are a diehard summer fan. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I would have to go with fall. I think there's something... Um, just really nostalgic about that kind of back to school, college football feeling. And, you know, I, I'm always excited to move into cooler weather at coming off of our Texas summers. And so I get excited to think about sweater weather and cold weather dishes. So I like fall. Great. I love that. And let's see, what is, I'm trying to think top two, like Nymphas or El Tiempo? since we're on salty, let's talk about mm. Houston cuisine. Um, I would have to go with Nimfa's. Oh. I think they're just, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, at some point that becomes very subjective, right? Like who has the best? Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just, you know, if, if I'm going to pick the place, I'm going to go to Nimfa's. Love it. Is there anything that maybe people don't know about you that you would love to share? 
Oh, things that people might not know about me. Um, I would say that I have a big sci-fi and fantasy streak in me that okay. um, people, you know, might not might not be the first thing that jumps to mind, but I have been watching all of the new Star Trek that is coming out on uh, Paramount <laughs> Plus app. Like I pay for the app just so I can watch all the new Star Trek. I, speaking of podcasts, I have, I listen to like Star Trek and new Star Wars podcasts. So I am definitely in deep with um, both of those franchises. And I just love <laughs> the, the imagination um, that yeah. takes place to create these entire worlds that people inhabit and um, what kind of society they envision for us in the future or kind of right. reality. So yeah, those are some things that I, uh, they eat up a lot of my cultural free time. Right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so fun. Well, I think we have kind of touched base on what you're excited for, for the year, what you're looking forward to, um, doing a little bit of interior design, which might be less unexpected for a typical president that, here? Yes, and definitely not in my wheelhouse. So we'll be yeah. sustainers and their good taste to, to guide our choices. <laughs> so fun. Well, I loved our time together and hope that this is helpful to everybody to kind of see what the league is up to in the calendar year. So this has been a ton of fun. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to get to chat and share a little bit. And I appreciate you um, hosting this podcast. Well, thank you so much for your time here. And we're excited to see all that is the Junior League of Houston for 2022, 2023. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it. We'd love for you to follow us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. Our music is from Ketza and Poddington Bear. Our editor is Stacia Danzig.